Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear, and challenged to see things in a whole new way, too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. Our guest today is Helen Funderburg. Welcome, Helen. Hi, thanks for having me. Helen was born and raised in Texas, but lived a literal Las Vegas lifestyle for over 20 years. Although she had religious training in her childhood, it was shallow and easily abandoned when she became an adult. Her life was marked by painful and broken relationships, loss, grief, confusion, clinical depression, and paralyzing anxiety, which were poorly masked by partying and copious amounts of alcohol. That's how she describes the early years of her third marriage and her attempts to build a healthy blended family of five children who were dealing with their own feelings of abandonment, brokenness, fear, and shame. When they discovered one of their children was using drugs, it added a whole new layer of chaos and disarray, which this fragile family was ill-equipped to handle. Desperate choices and drastic changes resulted in bringing her family back to Texas. And then the miraculous happened. God stepped in and began a transforming process that still continues today, not only in Helen's life and in her family, but in the lives of hundreds of people who she has helped as the women's ministry leader of an Irving chapter of Celebrate Recovery. And this month, she and her husband will be celebrating 21 years of marriage. Congratulations, Helen and John. Helen's going to tell us more of her story and about Celebrate Recovery in just a minute. But first, let me say, Helen, I see you as joyful, passionate, a leader, and a survivor. How do you see yourself? Um, Yes, I am now full of joy and leading the women's ministry at Celebrate Recovery. Um, I wasn't always um, joyful. I do have victory now over clinical depression through the ministry of Celebrate Recovery. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And I love that that has changed for you. Well, let's um, talk about some of those things. So um, you are passionate. You've always been passionate, I'm going to guess. Yes. Yes, good. I like that. It's a quality I like about myself as well. Um, You are a leader. Always a leader? Yes, um, I would say so. Um, I didn't always have the right frame of mind for being a leader. I think that um, before Celebrate Recovery, um, I knew I had qualities and I used them to my own advantage selfishly. Um, But now I serve the Lord and his people and I'm just thankful that he didn't take them and that I still get to share them with people. Well, you're using them brilliantly, and it's Thank so you. much fun to watch you run in your lane. You're, you just run a beautiful race. Um, so you were a survivor, and you said you weren't really joyful until you survived and you overcame. You want to walk us through your story a little bit? Sure. Um, if it's okay with you, I'll introduce myself um, the CR way. So I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I celebrate recovery from clinical depression, a lot of family dysfunction, and my marriage has been restored and my name is Helen. Mm, I love that. I Thank love you. That. And so you open up meetings that way. That really makes a person vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that well, right at the start? The way we um, identify ourselves is because um, we want to make sure that 
we don't identify ourselves for what our issues are or our hangups. Um, there was a time I dealt with alcohol and drinking a lot. However, that's not my identity. And, yes, um, and having um, an issue like depression or any other mental health issue or an addiction like alcohol doesn't take away um, who I am. I'm still a daughter of the Lord, and that's first and foremost who my identity is. So I'm still a believer, I'm still a Christian, and I'm struggling in these areas. And that's the whole reason we identify ourselves like that first. Well, and there's the power of this program. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't change something you're unaware of. Right. And so when you're able to point a finger at it and say that, that's the thing. That's what what we're working on. There's a lot of power there. Um, So um, how did you discover your identity in Christ? Well, um, I was raised Catholic. Um, I didn't really go to church except for holidays, Christmas and Easter. And um, I really grew up um, kind of afraid of God. I was told you know, if you are bad, God's going to punish you. And so I knew that God was the creator and I knew that God ruled the earth and his people. But I also felt that I had made a lot of mistakes in my life. And so as hardship and trials came into my life, I always felt that I deserved them because Mm. of the wrong choices I had made in my life. Mm. That's hard. So, um, I um, was married um, to my first husband who passed away when our two children were five and six years old. After that, um, I had married a second time and that marriage only lasted a year. And then I married a third time to my husband, John, who's the ministry leader at Celebrate Recovery. And after being married to him, Um, for five years we had our first separation and it was during that time that I kind of hit rock bottom in regards to my mental health and slipped into a clinical state of depression and that's when I walked into a Christian church that a friend of mine had been inviting me for a very long time and I was very broken and literally felt like I needed somebody to save me and felt like I couldn't breathe and I walked into a church and I gave my life to the Lord that day like God used a worship song to convert me wow mm-hmm. oh your heart was ready mm-hmm. so um so that's when um I started t- making some small changes in my life and um I began to feel that God was with me. I didn't feel alone anymore in my struggles. However, I still was dealing with a lot of clinical depression. My husband and I were separated. Um, My oldest son at the time was 15 years old, and he um, had been going through some issues regarding drugs and running away and just rebelling. And so that brought on a lot of marriage problems between me and my husband. So my husband left and packed his three kids and and suitcases and wanted a divorce. And so I was dealing with my husband wanting a divorce, my troubled teenager. And so I just <clears throat> slipped into this state of depression and I seeked out some counseling and saw a psychiatrist, got some medication, 
and um, and we eventually reconciled after a couple months but um, two years after that we separated again so our family started out with um, a lot of alcohol and partying and um, once my son was having those problems I decided that I needed to stop um, which is the reason I didn't know that my son was struggling with drugs was because I was intoxicated and I couldn't hear what was going on so um, anyways my husband and I separated um, a third time and by then we decided well maybe if we move to a new place a new location um, my son will be away from his friends and of course a new location would solve all my marriage problems right (laughs) so we um landed in irving and exactly a year after we we moved there we ended up separating for our fourth time and what i thought was going to be our final separation we thought we were going to get a divorce and it was almost two years of being separated that um, our paths crossed again and we started talking somewhat and um, by this time I had um, quit drinking and I was staying active at church um, leading some small groups with the ladies and um, I spoke to our pastors and let him know that John and I were talking again and he knew that my husband had an alcohol and he had an addiction to prescription pills and he recommended that John go to celebrate recovery and go through a 12-step program so that's the very first time I had heard about celebrate recovery so my husband agreed to go and um, I went with him at the time I still didn't know it could help me I went with him because I wanted to make sure that he he went he went and got the help (laughs) But um, sitting at the meeting, I was um, watching a video for newcomers, and I just heard people giving their testimonies of how they had been helped through depression, through their marriage, um, just family dysfunction in general. So I just told myself, like, this could help me too. So I continued to go for him. But I would say after a couple months, I was going for myself. I really felt I was getting a lot out of the ministry. Um, I think the biggest take for me during that time was how my relationship was changing. And I was, for the first time, I was learning how much God loved me. Mm. So even though I had been converted and given my life to the Lord, I loved him. I was in love with Jesus and everything he was doing in my life. But I still felt like a little invisible to him. Mm. I felt that maybe he didn't know who I was, even Mm. though I was madly in love with him. And um, so Celebrate Recovery started... Uh, teaching me more about God's love. So there was that transformation right there. And um, 
after going to celebrate recovery for a few months, um, they started what they call a step study. And this is um, a commitment where you start to work on your own hurts and your habits and your hangups. It happens on a different day of the week. Um, it's about 10 to 12 months. And um, I signed up for that. And that's where kind of the meat and potatoes of your recovery happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to circle back to a couple of things you say. Um, one of the things that I think a lot of people believe is they have to clean themselves up before they can come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You would say no. Right. That's right. a lie. Why is it a lie? Well, I just, I believe that God's going to work on us all the way until he calls us home, you know, and uh, myself and a lot of people feel that we can't come to church until we are completely surrendering our entire life uh-huh. and changing. And um, in fact, I had friends and family members who had asked me to convert a long time before um, I heard about Celebrate Recovery. And they had told me too that I needed to change my lifestyle and I needed to quit drinking and I needed to quit this and that. And I, I remember to today saying, well, I'm not ready to give those things up. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that had I been approached differently, I would have probably given my life to the Lord a long time ago wow. and just allowed him to change me as I kept coming closer to him. And so, um, God doesn't expect us to be a hundred percent polished and have it all together. I think that's exactly the opposite. Like that's why we need to run to him when we are broken and need his help so that he can help us and little by little start transforming us. I also like the idea of little by little, and it addresses another lie that I think people believe about uh, Christianity. Once you find Jesus, everything gets easy. (laughs) That wasn't your story either. No, far from it, actually. You know, um, there's been a lot of things that have happened to my life, uh, even after I found out about Celebrate Recovery. um, After being in CR for two years, we um, went and started CR at our own church. And after we trained our team, um, our second to the youngest son got sick. And he was diagnosed with stage four kidney cancer. Um, right before we um, opened our doors at Celebrate Recovery at our church, at Grace Point Church. And um, we went to MD Anderson just to try to buy him more time. And then they sent us to NIH in Bethesda. And that's where they told us just to go home and cherish our time with him because he only had two years to live. And um, so we came home, he was in the army, he was a soldier. And so we asked the army to release him to us so that he could um, be home. And so that process took about two months. And I remember um, it was a Friday night, RCR is on (sighs) Friday nights. So we didn't go to CR that Friday, we drove to um, Fort Hood to pick up 
our son and all his stuff, and we brought him home. And four days later, he passed away. Wow. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Were you mad at God? No. Wow. I think a lot of people would say, God, after all I've done for you. you yeah. Know? I mean, I'm trying to do what you want me to do. I'm being as obedient as I know how to be. Why can't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing for you. Why aren't you doing for me? And I think that's another lie that people often believe. But that would make God smaller than us. That would put him in our control, that we should order him around and tell him how to do. But you weren't mad at God. Why? Well, I've been mad at God. Me too? I've been mad at him. Um, A lot of things have happened. And um, in this particular situation, um, I was thankful for CR um, and the recovery that I had done up until then. Um helped me to be able to handle his death and um and really feel that i'm going to see my son again in oh, heaven absolutely. and part of um my growth through celebrate recovery was understanding eternity and heaven and um and so there's i miss my son every single day however my hope is so alive because I'm confident that I'm going to see him again. But had it not been for the time that I dedicated through Celebrate Recovery and being able to take care of my own issues, um, I don't know. I, I probably would have slipped back into that state of depression and, and who knows if I would have been able to come out of it had I not had the tools that I learned through Celebrate Recovery. Well, that's why I asked that question, because sometimes our hang-ups are just that that much. We're mad at God, mm-hmm. and it could be anything. It could yeah. be anything that leads us there. But that's something that you also deal with mm-hmm. at Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. Um, because so many of our hang-ups stem from... Um, false beliefs, which lead us to bad behaviors. Um, and, and the spiral begins. So we're going to, when we take a break, we're going to come back and talk about what Celebrate Recovery is, who it's for, and what a difference it can make. The holidays are upon us with all the joy, wonder, noise, and busyness that goes with them. Maybe you're like our last Christmas guest, Linda Jenkins, who starts her Christmas shopping six months early and counts down the days until she can fill her house with a dozen decorated trees, a collection of 300 Santas, and the smells of Christmas baking. Or Christy Arrington, who delights in coordinating the gift drive that will ensure a Merry Christmas for children at the Texas Baptist Children's Home. They wait all year for Christmas. But for some, it's exactly the opposite. They dread the forced cheer at office parties or in family gatherings where relationships are strained, or they're feeling a lingering sadness over the loss of a loved one, more sharply felt at this time of year. For holiday survival tips, visit our archives at nis.media and find Debbie Sims, who gives wisdom and practical advice. If you're struggling with hurts, habits, or hang-ups, Information for Celebrate Recovery can be found in today's show's show notes and on our socials. 
At Now I See, we invite people to speak on a variety of topics that we hope will find you right where you are and bring you enlightenment, encouragement, entertainment, and even engagement. While you're on our site, engage with our selected authors and their works on our authors page while there's still time to get their books before Christmas. You'll also discover selected charities we are happy to support on our Featured Causes page. Or find us on the socials at Now I See Pod and tell us about one of your favorite holiday traditions and how you're celebrating this year. As always, we invite you to subscribe to our show and share it with people you think would enjoy it. Liking and leaving a good rating and review will help others find us too. Now, for more from today's guest, Helen Funderburk, let's get back to our show. All right, we are back from our break with our guest today, Helen Funderburk of Celebrate Recovery. So Helen, just before our break, we were talking about some of the challenges that you faced in life, some of the reasons you felt like you needed Celebrate Recovery. One of those was dealing with false beliefs and hangups that we might even have with God. Tell us, let's back up a little bit. Tell people what Celebrate Recovery is all about. What is it? How did it get started? Yes. So Celebrate Recovery is a 12-step program. Um, it was actually designed by a man named John Baker, who was going through AA. He was an alcoholic. Um, so he was a Christian, but at AA, um, they, your higher power can be anybody. Okay. Your higher power can be any God. So he felt that it was, um, important that we have a 12 step program and acknowledge Jesus Christ as our higher power. And so, um, so he wrote this, um, amazing ministry out, um, with the help of, um, pastor, can't remember his name, Saddleback Church. A Purpose Driven Life. Rick Warren. Rick Warren, yes. I'll let it. And so that is where Celebrate Recovery started, in that church. And um, so, in a sentence, Celebrate Recovery is a place where people come to heal from their hurts, their habits, and their hang-ups. It that's so is, inclusive. I mean, that's really all of us. Right, all of us. I mean, yeah. if you are alive on this earth, either you've been hurt. Absolutely. Or you've hurt somebody. Absolutely. And we all have habits that are destructive. Exactly. Um, just because we're fallen sinners and we put other things in the place of God. And so any of those things, um, whether eating disorders or gossip or, I mean, just so many, so many things, habits mm-hmm. that need to come under the control of Christ. And then, of course, uh, hangups. And we've talked a little bit about that. Right. So, so inclusive. Yeah. And so wide open. We all need healing. We all need hope. Absolutely. And at Celebrate Recovery, um, there are other ministries for the entire family. So they have a CR for children called Celebration Place. Then they have a CR for teen students that is called The Landing, which is a CR for students. So when... Well, let me ask you before you proceed. Um, are those... Um, in support of maybe the parents in their lives who are attending Celebrate Recovery, and, or is it for their specific hurts, hangups, and habits? Uh, um, how is it directed? Well, for both, right? Okay, okay. So a lot of us, when we struggle, um, 
if our children are witnessing, for example, yes. I went through a lot of clinical depression. So I had isolation. I had alcohol involved. I had a lot of anger. I had resentments. So I drug my children through those things. Absolutely. And so I hurt them. Um, some of it was intentional and a lot of it I didn't mean to cause, but regardless, they are hurt. So these are places where they get to also go there and learn about recovery, share their feelings and, and start their, their own journey to recovery. But it's that's like, good. it's like a pre CR, you know, that's so that they good. can heal from these things and learn that they don't have to bottle it up or learn that they are not the only family that's dysfunctional and that Jesus loves them and, and, and to learn to have this relationship with him. Absolutely. It's got to be very validating Mm -hmm. because it says what you saw is is the truth. I'm not going to gaslight you and tell you that that's not what happened to you, Um, but we're going to give you tools to deal with it. I love that so, so much. So keep going. So Celebrate Recovery and they have um, additional programs. What else do we need to know about Celebrate Recovery? Uh, Well, that um, usually um, the meetings, depending where they're being held at, is usually once a week. But they are many, many Celebrates Recovery. So you can just type CelebrateRecovery.com. It'll pull up to find the closest location. And um, it's free. It's most of them include dinner. Wow. Yes. And, um, And it's for all walks of life and for any issue that you can be having. And the leaders are trained. You're not just, you could go from one uh, group to another and you would find many similarities because leaders are all learning the same DNA. Right. Right. Good. So when we um, are getting ready to open our doors, we um, have state reps that come and help us and guide us what needs to be done. So if you were to come to celebrate recovery at Grace Point Church, Um, you would find that the important pieces of of Celebrate Recovery, which is what we call the DNA, is going to be the same whether you walk into one in Hawaii or Canada. Um, They're going to look the same. The lessons are going to be the same. The scriptures, um, their worship music is really the only thing that kind of changes. And, um, but... The purpose for that is so that wherever you are um, around the world, you can walk into any Celebrate Recovery and feel comfortable, and it'll sound familiar to you, okay? And it's just an amazing ministry. So tell me some success stories. Okay, well, um, we've seen um, so many. Every other week, we hear a testimony. Yay. And the testimonies will talk a little bit about their upbringing and how it kind of led to their wrong choices um, or habits or just things that happened in their life and um, and what they did to cope with the pain and um, and how it got out of hand. And until they found out about Celebrate Recovery. And so we have seen addicts who were living with very, very um, 
heavy addictions to crack cocaine mm-hmm. and some of the um, very addictive drugs. Others have come out of the prison system. We've had marriages restored. Mm-hmm. We've had people heal from mental illness, wow. eating disorders, um, and then, you know, those are the kind of stuff that you hear in general, right? But we also hear stories of people who really struggled with identity issues mm-hmm. and self-esteem issues, mm-hmm. a lot of abandonment and rejection mm-hmm. that they felt in their early childhood, childhood trauma. Of um, so again, it's a, it's a ministry where you can come and heal from A to Z, we like to say. It's not just for drugs and alcohol. That's actually one of the stigmas attached to that word of recovery. People mm-hmm. tend to think that it's just for um, addictions, but it isn't. It's yeah. for all issues in life. It's a, it's a discipleship program. It's mm-hmm. it's a way to come closer to God, to know Him better, to build a stronger relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're my first brush with it. But let me just say that when I come to church and I worship with you, I'm worshiping worshiping with people who've been set free. Mm -hmm. You can tell it. Mm -hmm. There's a joy in that room because they know where they were and now they're in a different place and it's a much better place. Um, And you can feel freedom in the air. You can feel joy because before they were fearful, uh, they were shamed. They were, um, they were guilty. Mm -hmm. And now they've been set free. Yeah. They've been forgiven. They've been cleansed. And many of them will say, I still struggle. I still, I'm not perfect, Mm -hmm. but I'm so much better off. I now know I have tools. I have tools that help me move in the direction I want to go. And that's, that's the best thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So just to be in that environment, maybe you're struggling, but if you're standing next to somebody with both hands up in the air and their, you know, freedom is just rolling off them, you're going to catch some of that. And it's going to give you courage to continue your own battle to oh, keep yeah. going on. Yeah, and I think definitely. that's part of the power of the program as well. Yes, and um, and you know there is there is healing when you um, become transparent with your life and it's, your it's, issues, which is scary. It's yes. really scary. But you step over that threshold. Yes, and that's where freedom comes in. There it is. Where you, um, it's out there. Right, they can't. They know what I'm doing. They know what I was. They know Mm -hmm. what a what a horrible person, and they still love me. And Jesus still loves me, and He's healing me. And so I agree with you, Kit. You can absolutely feel the joy and the freedom when you worship at our church because so many people are part of the Celebrate Recovery Mm -hmm. Ministry, and they have been set free. Not not perfect. But, but the they way. have started their journey, and that's good enough. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And they're finally feeling good. Yeah. And they're free to love Jesus, and they're free from the shame of their hidden past. Yes. Because um, that, that power doesn't hold them anymore. It's, it's just, it's thrilling. So um, there are Celebrate Recovery groups all over the place. Yes. So again, if people want to find one near them at a time where they can attend, how can they find one? Right, so you just... Um, Google CelebrateRecovery.com um, locations. It's it's very user-friendly. Okay. It's going to ask you for your zip code, and you will be surprised how many CRs will be around you. 
How exciting. Tell us specifically about yours. When does yours meet? So we are located at 208 South Story Road in Irving, Texas. We meet every Friday at 7 p.m. And we also have dinner. So if you want to come early and have dinner, we serve dinner from 6 to 6.45 p.m. Then our kitchen closes and our volunteers get ready to come and enjoy CR with the rest of the group. And we will spend the first hour with worship and we'll either have a lesson on recovery or we'll have a guest come and share their testimony. And then the second hour is uh, split into uh, gender specific groups where you get to just share and talk about how your week is going. And, um, and then after that, we meet again for dessert. So it's uh, an amazing ministry, a lot of fellowship, a lot of we call ourselves a forever family and I believe that that name is just so powerful because there's just a lot of bonding that goes on when you can be transparent and let people into your pain so that together you can pray and hold each other accountable and um, make sure that you have people who are checking in on you who are missing you if you don't show up and so we've been called the forever family for a long time now i love that because sin separates it separates us from god it separates us Mm -hmm. from each other when we're ready to forsake that Mm -hmm. boy there's something beautiful that happens and so and you're part of it and you're making that happen in this community so if somebody um has been listening to this and they decide gosh our church needs one uh, celebrate recovery what advice would you give them well um so the first step would be to contact a state rep, wherever, whatever state you're from. Um, my husband happens to be also a state rep here in Texas, John Funderburk. And so if you're in Texas, you can um, call him directly, 972-369-3376. And um, if he is not um, assigned to your area, he will let you know or guide you to the right person but we have state reps in the entire country and um, all it takes is just a phone call and they will guide you and tell you what are your next steps wow how exciting wow i got to come to one and i just have to say every minute that evening was so valuable from opening with worship and turning our eyes off ourselves and putting them on Jesus, the one who can transform us, mm-hmm. um, and just being in a room with other people who are on the journey, who are being set free. It, that, that was just so valuable. Then to be able to see the video and to see all the different ways that Celebrate Recovery has impact on people, um, whatever issues they're struggling with. And then to know there's a group of people, like you said, who will love me, care with care for me, walk with me through it, mm-hmm. trust me with their secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's something just beautiful about being in a community like that. I just was so impressed with the entire program. So I'm so glad that you made yourself available to tell us more about that today. It's so important and it's truly transforming your city and it certainly has changed your church. Absolutely. That is our hope and prayer is that we are able to go out into our community and make sure that everybody knows that we're there and that there is hope for their family and that God does restore marriages and and he heals people from hurts and from addictions and he can change what we thought would never be possible and transform us and we see our works you just have to show up 
You just yeah, have to show that up. That is so, so good. Well, as we close out our show today, is there anything you'd like others to see more clearly as a result of our conversation? Well, um, I just want to invite people to come to CR, even if you think that your issue, either it's too minor or it's so major that you feel like God is not going to forgive you. Um, God is just waiting for you to come and surrender your pain to him. And your journey can start the moment you walk in to celebrate recovery. Um, You will find people sharing their, their testimonies and there will be times where you feel that is your story. So I just encourage you to don't put God in a box. Don't feel like you are too far gone for help. I'm hoping and praying that you could just find that little size mustard seed size faith to just walk into CR and just give God a chance. So good. So good. Well, Helen, I celebrate the work that God is doing in your life and through you in your ministry. I celebrate um, that the transforming power of Jesus that can change even the hardest of hearts, the the strongest of habits. There is hope. There is courage there for you. And I celebrate the fact that you made yourself available today. This has been a great conversation and an important topic, and I'm glad you were willing to be part of it. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And listeners, we'll see you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise, and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week. Music